Is your goal for 2021 to build your own DIY Eurorack case? Well, you're going to need power, and I would advise you look no further than Escatonic Modular. Good, clean, quality, quiet power. That's what I have in my Needham Woodworks case. Please visit eschatonicmodular.com. And while you're on the internet, why don't you head over to patchworks.com and see what kind of cool modules they have. Um, that's P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. They carry everything from 4MS to make noise to... Uh, after later to recovery to schlappy engineering to WMD to instruo. I mean, they got it all. And then finally, thank you to After Later Audio for your lovely modules. You've released so many great modular modulars. God, I keep doing that. You've released so many great modules this year, including the Benjolin V2 that uh, actually works with. Um, the Turing Machine Expanders, which is a lot of fun. And then, of course, the Bog, which is an updated take on Erica Synth's um, Swamp, which was an updated take on the original Grant Richter Wogglebug. Um, this Bog is so much fun, and it's got some really, really cool options with some audio out, sample and hold, um, you know, all sorts of random CV outs. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice, compact design. That's the Bog at AfterLaterAudio.com. I think that's enough for the promo side of things. Let's get into this year in review episode. Hello and welcome back to Podula Modcast. My name is Tim Held. This week, we're going to do a little retrospective, a little 2020 in review of sorts. Um, this year, you know, you could make a case that it was maybe one of the worst years in recent human history. Um, and I'm not going to focus on that aspect of it because it's just been, it's just been overtaking our lives. I, I shouldn't even be talking about it right now, but I'm just going to just let you know that I'm just going to give you my year in review. I'm going to talk about some of my highlights, um, module wise, podcast wise, uh, music, just, you know, all sorts of really cool stuff that um, I think happened this year because I think as dark as it's been, we can all find some light and positivity in it. And the, uh, the first, the first uh, thing that I want to bring up is uh, something that I decided to do on January 2nd of this year, and that is quit smoking cigarettes. And, uh, you know, I haven't, had, I haven't had any tobacco product at all since January 2nd, and I don't plan on having any in the near future. Um, this is a huge deal for me, and, and I'm going to share something about myself that's a little, a little shameful. Uh, it's just to show you how much of a, um, I guess, a dirtbag kid I was, <laughs> for lack of a better word. I had my first puff of a cigarette and first dip of cha um, when I was 12 years old. And since from 12 to 36, I think the longest I'd ever gone without a tobacco product was maybe a few months. Um, you know, I haven't been a consistent user of cigarettes or chew since I was 12, but I've been in and out of, of using, you know, cigarettes and chew. And I would say from probably 26 to 36, regularly smoking on a daily basis. Um, I think I quit sometime in there for a few months. Um, but yeah, so this is the longest I've ever gone. Not ever. This is the longest I've gone without a tobacco product since I was 12 years old. That's like 24 years. That's crazy. Um, 
so yeah, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of my wife, Hannah, for also quitting. Um, it's been a little harder for her. She still misses it. I'm done with cigarettes. I'm not interested. Um, but I'm, I'm, I may still have a dip of cha around the campfire someday if I'm out with my, some of my high school buddies. You can't take the Rosalind out of this hillbilly. Um, but no, yeah, I, 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 I don't foresee myself having a, a regular relationship with tobacco ever again, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, so yeah, there's, there's my first, my first uh, positive thing I wanted to share with you. But uh, this is a show about modular synthesis, so why don't we get into... Um, talking about some modules here soon. I'm going to do like not so much a countdown of like my favorite or best of 2020. In fact, some of these modules were not released in 2020. I was just kind of going back and forth. I don't really want to rank things. I just want to share with you some of the modules that have made their way into my system and become integral to me. And um, maybe I'll just like on some of them give you a little uh, demonstration of why that is. So let's first talk about the um, harmonic shift oscillator from New Systems Instruments. But why don't we get it tuned up to this musical bed that's below me here first. That sounds pretty close. Now let's fade this... Excuse me, frog in my throat. Let's fade this music down and uh, start talking about this. This is a really simple layout um, and can get some really, really... um, complex sounds not complex like a complex oscillator it's just it's not a complex oscillator but um just complex in 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 timbre and uh harmonic shifts hence the name so let's bring this level there's 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 basically there's there's four knobs there's a fine tune a regular you know coarse tune um and then there's the level and stride so this is what happens when you turn the level up you're thinking maybe oh not that much but wait Here's, so the level's all the way down. Let's turn the stride up to noon, and now let's mess with the level. Now let's turn the stride knob all the way up. And yes, of course, there is um, CV for those two, and there um, there are uh, attenuator, attenuator, Attenuators, yeah, for the the CB in, and then there's an FM in as well. Um, so that's your CB in options, and then a one volt per octave, obviously, because it's an oscillator. So I'm gonna get something patched up here and uh, show you why I like it so much. Okay, so a really really simple um, sequence going in. I'm not using a VCA any or VCA or anything, so this won't be like super musical. Um, it's just more to show you all the different. Uh, just harmonic options you can get to. So I've got some CV plugged into the FM, to the level, and the stride. So let's just bring the attenuator on the uh, CV that's going into the stride up first. And let's bring some of the, the level CV in. Actually, let's just put both of those at noon. So what I really like about this is not only do you dial in the attenuators to get um, the sound that you like, but you can you also just dial in the, uh, the actual level and stride knobs, like in conjunction with the two, and you can get some pretty varied um, results. 
So what I'm going to do is just mess with this, the level stride um, CV attenuators um, with the level and the stride um, knobs at noon, just to show you the variation. So that's like full blast the whole seat, the attenuators for both all the way up. Then both at noon. And both at like one third up. But it usually doesn't work out when they're both, uh, both of the attenuators are the same. So let's bring one down and one up. So now the level is mostly up and the stride is mostly down. Let's switch that. What I find is that usually the more tame you go with uh, everything, the cooler it is. So let's bring some um, FM CV in. That got a little wacky. Yeah, you can get some really nice low-end stuff with this, too. So yeah, it's a harmonic shift oscillator from New Systems Instruments. It's um, it's a really, really wacky. I mean, I was I was using it in wacky ways today, but it certainly does way more than wacky. But I'm a wacky guy. What can I say? And I think one of the more wackier things that I've done is uh, the Stutter Punk EP that I made with my friend Tess. We started it like probably. Oh, I think almost six years ago, um, but we had our own projects going on, so we just work on it when when we had time. And uh, it, six years um, ended up with a, a four track, five track EP. <laughs> uh, it was actually done for a really long time, and we just kind of sat on it. I I started the podcast, and her band started traveling a lot, and um, it was one of those things that we'd talk about every once in a while. But we finally released it in 2020, and um, I. It's one of my favorite things that I've ever made. I absolutely love it. Um, and, you know, some of these songs are six years old and I still love them. So that, that says something. I usually get kind of tired of my stuff later. Um, and, you know, we released it. And I think like, like, you know, like digital releases without a huge uh, promotional campaign go, I think, I think 20 people listen to it. So um, I want to share it here with you because, A, I released it this year. And I love it. And B, I just want more people to listen to it. So it's the Tim and Tess Stutterpunk EP. It's out on Self Center Records. I think it's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm going to play you a little bit of the song called uh, Like You're Some Big Deal.
Enjoy. Yeah, that's me and my friend Tess. I played guitar. I did. I did all the music, and my friend Tess um, did the vocals and lyrics. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. So please check that out. The Tim and Tess Stutter Punk EP on Self Center Records. Link in the show description. Now the next two modules I want to talk about aren't ones I can really demo, and you'll see why here in a moment. But first, I got to share a story with you. I had one of the best birthdays I had ever had. I'd say my favorite birthday kind of celebration I've ever had was this year in February. So it was right before things went down. Um, and what what I usually do, what we do a lot for our, our birthdays and my group of friends, um, we go to my friend uh, Stephen and Jenny's house, and that's where the grand piano is, and we all hang out and just uh, play music and, and just celebrate together. And so we did that, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and this year is when my friend David Lutz made me... Um, a Eurorack mixer and named it Gordon, which is my middle name. So he's he's uh, he's been designing his own modules for a bit. He hasn't sold any yet, um, but yeah, he, he designed this mixer 
and, uh, and and named it after me and gave it to me. So I have the only one that exists, but it's an eight-channel stereo mixer. Each channel um, can, has panning and two sends. So it has two stereo... Well, it has stereo returns on two sends. Um, so yeah, it's just it's become my main mixer. And that's all in 20 HP, I believe. So yeah, the Gordon mixer is he made it for my birthday and I I kind of I kind of teared up to be honest. That was just such an honor. What a what a crazy gift to to un, unwrap something and have it be something that only exists in one form and have it be named after you. So I felt pretty special. And then my friend Jenny, she made me the uh, the now infamous Bleep Bloop 2000 quote unquote module. Um, if you're not familiar with this, this is a, uh, her and my wife conspired. I have the, the pod mod blank panels. And so Jenny took one of those blank panels and did this ridiculous design of this photo shoot we all did as a joke for another friend's birthday. It's a whole other backstory, but it's just me with a mustache and goofy hair with a dumb sweater on. And she, and yeah, so she's presented this, this module, this quote unquote module to me. So it's, it's basically like a, a, a glorified um, blank panel. And if you're not familiar with the, the Bleep Bloop 2000 with the Splarf switch on it, uh, dig through my Instagram and check it out or keep your eye out on uh, my Instagram over the next few weeks because, uh, well, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's one of my uh, things I'm excited about for 2021. I'm sure you can guess what it is, and I think I've talked about it a little bit. But anyways, yeah, those two <laughs> those two were really awesome to get on this this uh, this birthday that turned out to be one of the best birthdays I've ever had. It might also have been one of the best things that's happened this year because it was shortly after that that the whole world shut down. Um, but right before that, the last thing I did in public, like the last kind of going out friends and the, the whole thing, was a modular nights here in Seattle. An old co-host, Ian, he did one of his first performances in years. I think he hadn't performed live in three or four years, and he killed it. It was really awesome. Um, yeah, and, and with some of my memories from that night are just seeing all the people that I love so much here in Seattle that I haven't really got to see since. Um, yeah, it's been it's been tough, um, but yeah, that's a great memory. And then after that, we went uh, we went for beers with my best friend Justin from high school. Um, we grew up together. He's he was my best man in my wedding. Anyways, we went out for beers with with him, and we ended up going back to his place. And that is when Hannah and I fell in love with the Nintendo Switch with a game called Heave Ho. If you have a Switch, go get Heave Ho on the eShop. It's only like ten bucks. Um, and, and that is what led us to getting the Switch and what led me into turning my wife, Hannah, into a full-fledged gamer, which before this year, she had played like original Nintendo. And I told her I was gonna get her into games and she didn't believe me, but she's got like 40 or 50 hours in on Zelda Breath of the Wild. So I think I won. I'm so, I, I can't even express to you how happy I am. Like. When she gets home from work, I'm like, you want to go to Hyrule? And then I just watch her play it, and I'm like her coach, and I give her like tips and tricks because I've already played and beat it. And it's just it's just really, really fun to like nerd out and play video games and watch your wife play video games and get good at it. Um, but I'll stop yammering on about that. Let's get into another module. Um, one of the modules that came into my life early this year and that has just been an absolute mainstay um, it's, it's just, it's, it will, I don't think it'll ever leave my case. It's just so useful. And that module is the Uranalog Generate 3. 
So, the Generate 3 from your analog is an awesome oscillator and um, I would say an even better voltage source, control voltage source. I don't know. I don't like ranking things. I mostly use it as a control voltage source. It's one of my main pieces of CB. So, um, but let's talk about it in oscillator mode first. There are five outputs. There's a core, a fundamental, even, and an odd, and then there's the full output, which is all, all the four that I mentioned first, coming out of one. Um, the fundamental, the even, and the odd all have their own attenuator, attenuverter, so they can go, um, they can go into negative or positive uh, voltage ranges, um, and then each one of those has a CV in, so in oscillator mode, you can kind of use it as uh, a VCA, which is really cool. So um, right now I just got the core droning, but let's bring in the fundamental. And I've just got um, an LFO coming from oct. So let me take the core out really quick. So that's with just some CV controlling it, so you can kind of use it as a VCA. Um, and then let's bring up uh, the even. Again, opt controlling the, the CV in for that. Um, and then opt controlling the CV in for the uh, odd. So just right there, that's super, super um, useful because then you can get some cool panning options going. Um, and with the core being, um, you know, an octave lower, the fundamentals an octave lower. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. There's a bunch of other CV options in, um, but let's just go into, there we go. Just switch, a nice switch, and now we are in um, CV mode. So let's use another um, module that I got this year that I absolutely love and use those same um, outputs from the Generate 3, but let's use them as control voltage sources. But let's just get this guy droning away here. This is the Ensemble Oscillator from 4MS, which, I don't know, I think this is one of the funnest modules I've ever played with. Um, so, you, you know, it's a chord generator, you can switch your scale. You can spread these oscillators out, which is a lot of fun. Um, there's this twist section. And it's got three different modes. There's this D2 knob, which is also really fun. Um, there's a warp section. <laughs> also has three different um, modes on it. And then there's a cross FM section. So you can actually get some pretty. It's amazing how you can go from something like, like a beautiful church organ. Into just like crazy noise. So let's use the Uranalog 3 to uh, mess with some of these, these uh, knobs I was just playing with so let's uh let's do let's keep the vca mode thing going so i'm not going to use the core or the full output i'm just going to use the fundamental the even and the odd um and i'm still using the the opt um to control that voltage coming out so let's take the fundamental and let's plug plug that into the spread knob <laughs> and then what's cool about having um 
the attenuator attenuverters on it as you can you can dial that into your taste so that's pretty cool uh, let's take the even out and put that into the twist I'm gonna dial that down a little bit too actually let's turn the twist knob up and take the even into the negative so we can and this is just really quickly on the fly too, so I'm just kind of giving you a general idea of what I like about both of these. And then I'll take the odd output and put it into the warp. And I'll keep that on a... <laughs> Let's slow the oct down a little bit. And I'll also slow the, um, the generate three down a little bit. So now in, in octave or in LFO mode on generate three, I've got it kind of cycling relatively slowly. And then I've got three different speeds of uh, LFO controlling the, the VCA side of the fundamental even and odd outputs from the Yoranalog 3 into the, uh, the ensemble oscillators. So yeah, quick and dirty. But uh, I think you get the idea of why these are so much fun. But... I want to pay a little bit more attention to the um, ensemble oscillator and I'm going to get it all hooked up with some really cool effects, but that's going to take a minute. So I'm going to take a little break and I'll be right back. Hello, my name's Michael Kane and Tim has paid me through the app called Cameo to come on to his show to say thank you to all you Patreon subscribers. It really means a lot to him, and if you'd like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at Podmod, please visit patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. This is seriously Michael Kane. It's not Tim doing a voice. This is really Michael Kane, and he paid a lot of money to get me on Cameo to do this. So please, help him out. Patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. All right, let's get back into the show. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Okay, so I'm just going to vamp on this for a second. And um, I decided to run the A output of the uh, ensemble oscillator into the Dirty Murals uh, from Recovery Effects. It's a reverb and a delay combo. And then the Nostalgia um, three-stage delay from Dreadbox uh, is receiving the B output. And um, I chose these two effects because they uh, were my they were my clutch effects in my um, my travel case this year when I went to Yellowstone and Mount Rainier and just all the all the remote performances because I was using the poly end anywhere for my power supply um, I had to be very selective about my um, the, the the current I was drawing and these two modules are excellent um, effects modules that don't suck up a whole lot of power so they were they were really really clutch for me so i'm going to kind of show those two off with um uh the ensemble oscillator i'm just going to kind of play with it manually and show you uh how i how i like to mess about with it um i'm going to talk about my my uh my portable case a little bit more later on because there's some updates but first let me uh let me just bring this up in the mix in the um in the dirty murals So I've got the delay mix up and the reverb is down. So let's just mess with the spread. So a really nice delay. There are two modes on it. You can get like a tin can delay. So it's way, way shorter. So that's with like, let me turn that time to knob down. Okay. 
See if you turn the regenerate up on that. So that's really fun. I typically use it in the longer delay mode. Got that nice analog delay, that time stretchy. But listen, that's just that's just gorgeous. And what's really like what made this the the all-star effect module in my um, my case was, you know, it's low draw, it's cool um, delay modes, and then this reverb option. So we've got the non-reverb signal. I'm actually, I'm, well, it's all right. I'm running it through the nostalgia, but the mix is down, so it doesn't matter. So let me take that out of the mix. Center. There we go. So this is just the dirty murals. Delay. Now let's bring that reverb into the mix. So that's like a third of the way up. Bring it to noon. Then all the way up. Just a, a nice, simple, but really effective reverb. Sweet. So let's turn that down and we'll bring the, the Dreadbox. And this is the B output going into that. Let's bring that mix up on that delay. What I also really liked about this Dreadbox is there is an input volume knob. And when you're out in the wilds, um, God, and it's just really interesting delays. There's two different types of feedback. There's a third and a full. So you can hear there's some kind of mixing going on. And then you can also do some cool stuff where you can send an LFO into. It's actually pretty similar to Recovery Effects um, cutting room floor sounds. Um, and what's cool about this is there's there's two, um, there is a triangle and a square LFO output. So that LFO that I'm putting in to the delay signal there, I can, um, I can patch that out and use that as a CV source. And I can actually use that LFO source um, without it affecting the delay, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, it'll just be really slow, I think. But um, So either way, I usually don't really use that, um, the, LFO, the LFO thing affecting the delay. Um, but yeah, let's, let's check these out together. So this has been my, my effects set up for um, the, uh, the remote performances.
that is why I love the Ensemble Oscillator so much. And speaking of the Ensemble Oscillator, um, one of my highlights of uh, this year was making my Ensemble Oscillator demo uh, video. It actually wasn't a demo at all. It was, uh, it was a surreal uh, sci-fi short film starring me and the Ocel- Ensemble Oscillator. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was uh, kind of really lit the fire in my, uh, in my soul that made me want to start getting more serious about shooting video and stuff. Um, even though I haven't shot anything quite like that since, um, I really would like to. Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked that out, please, please do. It's, I'm very proud of it. I think it's really funny, and I think, uh, yeah, it was just really fun to do. And I actually shot it in the neighborhood where I, uh, I did a lot of trash pickup in the early quarantine days. Um, I haven't done it in a while, so I can't really humble brag about it anymore, but it, uh, it got me through the beginning of the quarantine and kind of through a, about a depression. So that was really nice. Um, I highly recommend it if you, uh, if you're tired of the trash in your neighborhood, uh, Go, go spend some time picking it up and listen to some good music while you're doing it. Um, I actually need to go back out. I just I went for a walk today on my old trash picking up route, and uh, the trash is back with a vengeance. So, yeah, I need, I need to get back out there and do it. So right around this time frame is also when I started doing some modular lessons, which was really, really, uh, really nice and um, helped to to kind of keep myself sane in that really weird isolated time at the beginning and um that's where i met my buddy mark hey mark if you're listening he is the reason there's a discord server for PodMod. um he really he really told me i should get on that and helped me wrap my head around it and um it's become you know one of the, the best ways to interact with everybody out there listening um, and to see you interact with each other. It's just been really cool. So we've got a really, really solid community growing there in the, uh, in the Discord server for PodMod. So um, head over there if you, if you haven't joined up yet. It's, it's basically just like a chat room. There's a bunch of them for different communities. Colorado Modular Synth Society has one. Colin Benders has one. Um, and the PodMod one just has a bunch of different separate channels for sharing music, talking about gear, talking about this week's episode, uh, submitting patch challenges. Um, yeah, it's just been super awesome to get to know everybody a little bit better there and uh, watch you all get to know each other. So huge highlight of the year is the Discord server. So yeah, thanks again. Uh, this track that you hear is called Where is the River? And it is off the album that I released earlier in 2020 called Stephanie's Synthesizer. If you remember, I made it uh, in one day on my friend Stephanie's Synthesizer. I was borrowing her Nordlead too. She wanted it back and I decided to get uh, some more mileage out of it before she took it back. Um, so yeah, and that was one of my releases this year. I've done a lot of just really quick and dirty releases this year. Um, and 2021, hopefully, will have a, a more solid, um, full, fully fleshed out release. But I like everything I've done this year. Anyways, let's, uh, let's start talking about uh, another module on my list of clutch modules of 2020. It, of course, is the Benjolin V2 from After Later Audio. Ah, and who better to demo the Benjolin V2 with? Then old co-host Ian, I was just talking about him early on, earlier on the episode, um, and because he's one of my quarantine pod members, 
he hit me up while I was recording this and said, what are you doing? I said, hey, why don't you come over and be on the, the New Year's Roundup pod? He's the corn man. He's where, I think last time he was on, he talked a hell of a lot about corn, and he's wearing a hat with corn on it. How are you doing, Ian? I'm good. I got, I got corn socks. I got a corn shirt. Wait, your shirt's corn? Not, not this one. I, I'm saving it for special occasions, but yes. Okay, okay. So you have a corn. Is it made of corn or no. it just has corn no, on it? No, but that's a good point. And, and you know, um, corn fibers have been used for, uh, for lots of um, textiles. Well, I was... That's, generally aren't... Well, you know, corn yeah. products are used for, for making um, polyesters and other um, blended fabrics. Yeah. actually regularly so i think yeah i think something maybe we covered last time you were on is we talked about how um even the the glossy sheen on magazine pages yeah. is actually a corn byproduct just just it's a, the the boxes that your corn flakes come into i think are even made from some sort of corn byproduct yeah you can't get away from it yeah i, I talk about it all the time on the cob pod um <laughs> my buddies on there the cob bods are are uh are all about it. <laughs> uh, so earlier in the episode, I was talking about how one of my, um, the last things that I did before the world shut down was go to modular nights and watch you play your, oh, yeah. your first live set in how many, was it uh, three or four five. years? Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was the first time I'd seen you play live music since we'd become friends. Yeah. Which was crazy. You'd even booked me and I, I, I skipped out. When did I book you? 2015, I think. For what? You were doing some album release. Uh, it was me and Britt Hansen, and uh, and then I, I either I skipped out or the show got canceled. I don't remember. I think I kind of remember that. Um, at the subst or at the uh, at the Kremwork. At Kremwork. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Wow, that was a really long time ago. Damn, that was probably before we had. Had we not met by then? Had I just I like reached out? I don't know if we'd met, but you know, we were just talking Mudvayne before you turned the yeah. the mics on, and really. <laughs> It's the perfect venue for Mudvayne. <laughs> they really had to dig to get that one in place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Next to me. Is that why you asked me what, what Mudvayne's big oh, song yeah, was? Oh, yeah, it's all a big plan. Uh, I got seven more steps before I can make a bad joke. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, so is it like, that was pretty fun. You had a good time performing that. Yeah. That, that live performance. Are you sad that were you, cause it felt like you were maybe gearing up to start trying to want to play live more. And then all of a sudden that was literally the last live modular event. Oh no. I started, I, I started to, uh, to do secret streams via pleasure vision. My, uh -huh. um, my, my AV multimedia company. Um, I started, I, I threw some, uh, bonkers shows through a big bonkers that show. That bonkers show was fun. Um, uh, bonkers being a long-standing night I threw, and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, let's let's not beat around the bush. This is about the best year objectively in in the last thirty, uh -huh. as far as I can tell. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to hang out at home. Didn't have to do a whole lot of shit. I go out riding my bike. N nobody's out and about. You know. Well, so, yeah. I, I, it's yes. just everything's great. It's perfect. Um. At the beginning of the episode, I did I did say how this was maybe one of the worst years as far as the world goes, but how I was going to focus on the positive. And I got to say that one of the, the most positive aspects was deciding pretty early on to be a quarantine pod. We got the same kayaks. We've been kayaking. Mm -hmm. We've been camping. Mm -hmm. We went to that for for Aaron, your partner's 
birthday party a few months ago. We went to a cabin, and that's where you introduced me to the e-bike. Right, right. And you have a fold. You have two fold-up. What are they called? They have a funny name. Uh, e-bikes. No, they have a funny brand. Oh, the Rad Power bikes. Rad Power. Which you know, like, if yeah. you're gonna buy something that's ridiculous and silly, uh, might as well have the name for it. Like, yeah. you know, if if there was a shit kicker one wheel, like. You're gonna buy you're gonna buy a one wheel bump from Ford Motor Company. No, you're gonna buy a shit kicker. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, yes. who's gonna be who's gonna ride on a one wheel? A shit kicker. <laughs> well, there's a lot of solo wheelists out there. I bet there's some people out there I listening don't even right know now that, that ride. They're the one wheel things that you stand on. Unicycles. No, no. I knew I knew some guys like that in high school. They juggle in between class. They didn't talk to anybody. Now, they wore the Johnny Depp hat from Benny and June. Or did and they just, wear Jester hats too? I don't even know what that Remember, is. Remember, no, like jester hats, like a court jester. Remember, I would say probably middle school to early high school, there was kind of this fad of, um, there was like a, it was like a stocking cap or a beanie, but it was like a jester hat. And I always like, felt like, oh, those, I feel like there's some, there's a like Venn the diagram. Stuff you find on the back wall of Spencer Gifts next yeah. to the, like mm-hmm. the books that were like, hey, see your sex life after 40 and it was just <laughs> blank pages. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they sold that at Spencer's? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah. That's where I'd get my band posters, right. Spencer's mm-hmm. gifts. And what else? Like blacklight posters, gag gifts. Yeah, you know. Presidential masks. Mm-hmm. Did they go out of business? Yes. Huh. I, I know. I'm shocked, too. Yeah. But, but that was before the quarantine. I think they went out of business a long time ago. Yeah, I mean... Um... People are like, they why were, are you talking about the Benjamin? At the Auburn Super Mall in Auburn, Washington. Remember? They, okay, so the they, Super Mall was supposed to change the world. I know. I, and it I, did I was not. there. No. <laughs> I worked at it. I, I, I sold mugs with people's photos on them. Oh, nice. Um, I'd fuck up five for every six that I made. Um, and then the owner would yell at me, and then he tried to not pay me. And I'm like, I'm 15 and a half, bro. You can pay me the seven bucks an hour. Uh, <laughs> but the Spencer's gifts, I mean, this is just... This is just this is what I would call like um, what would you call it uh, uh, like life cycle gentrification. Spencer Gifts got replaced by Things Remembered, and now it's just fucking bears and shit. You know, like oh. make your own bear, and used to be able to buy unusable dildos there for six bucks. But the bears, <laughs> two hundred bucks for a bear, where you had like, what do you fucking do? You choose you choose the color of plaid you want his vest to be made out of, right? I don't know. I haven't built a bear. But that's build a bear. Yeah, well, and things remembered. I don't know. They'll let you build a bear. You, you bring in your photos, and they're like, "Oh, well, let's print these on a vase." Okay. Speaking of South End and bringing in your photos, yeah. God, what is this place called? There's this place down in not in Tacoma, in like Parkland. I forgot what it's called. It's got this crazy name. There used to be a live gorilla there. I think I've even talked the, about the it on the B&E, show. The B and E. The B and E. B and I. B and I. That place is the craziest place I've ever been, and. <laughs> there's this like there's this t-shirt shop i know and and out With the on the largest t-shirt the largest t-shirt, t-shirt is i think they said it's the second largest t-shirt in 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 washington state or some shit like that it's a huge t-shirt yeah, yeah. unwearable i know it i would, took aaron there on one of our first dates really yeah that's a weird place it's, it's a shit test yeah um <laughs> no I, I honestly i bought a shirt there for like a dollar 50 when i was in high school because i was I was fucking cool. Um, was it an in memoriam T-shirt? Because this was what blew my mind. No, is that that T-shirt shop on the outside? They were like, you know, hey, this is the kind of stuff we can do. And there was like three with like a picture of like some dude with a mullet and be like, you know, gone but not forgotten. And then like nineteen seventy eight to nineteen 
99 or something. And I was just like, why would somebody choose that to be their like, hey, we're going to drum up business. Hey, see, check out this dead guy's on a shirt. You don't know him. <laughs> but that, then that made me think it would be really funny to make in memoriam shirts with like my face on it and put the year that I was born, but leave the spot blank where I died and give it to my friends for Christmas or birthday present. Great idea. And then be like, you know, just like wait till I die and then fill it. You can fill it in later, but I'm just doing the work for you up front. And then later on, you can, when I die, you can fill it in. This is exactly why I printed up all the missing t shirts <laughs> <laughs> with my face on them in case I ever am missing. <laughs> I want everybody to wear these. But I'm in the very meantime, glad that you put your picture on I just on end it. up wearing them whenever I'm out of laundry, uh, a clean laundry. Uh, no, so the, the B&I, I, I bought a, a t-shirt for $1.50 there that I just remember vividly. It got all pit stained in the canyons of Arizona and shit, but it mm-hmm. said it, it's a really stupid shirt for someone who wore a small in high school to wear, but it said, wanted, and this is in like four different fonts, wanted, woman who owns boat and motor, send photo of boat and motor. Um <laughs> Did you have that custom printed for you? Or no. That was no, already printed up. Okay. Yeah. No, they, they did all the creative work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still, I don't know. I think that idea about the, the in memoriam, the, the pre-death in memoriam shirt is pretty funny. Um, so I think I'm going to do that. Now, I'm glad we brought up B&I. There was a live gorilla there, though, for like 30 years, yeah, and that is fucking so sad. Yeah. So, so sad. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what we're talking about. But, Ivan. Yeah, but like no, like nobody listening knows what the hell we're talking about. And uh, I promised them like 12 minutes ago we were going to talk about the Benjolin, but... Yeah, but you know, like, the problem was, he escaped out of the cage. They, um, they didn't secure the bars properly. They didn't have gorilla glue back then, so... <laughs> So it was a crapshoot. <laughs> I, I, I almost was like, he escaped, but then I could tell on your face that you were set. I was like, where is he going with this? And uh, you, uh, you delivered. Yeah. You delivered. Yep. Um, so this is what I love about the Benjolin. I'm okay. just going to, cause you, do you know, what do you know about the Benjolin before I do this? Tell me what, tell me what it is. Right. It has, it's a, it's, a, it's got oscillators. Yeah. There are two oscillators. There's two oscillators. Got some cross modulation. Got some cross modulation. There's it's aleatoric. There's a filter. Aleatoric. Is that, is that real? Yeah. I don't know what that means. I've heard it that mean, word. It, mean, it, it means a, a musical scale of undetermined or unknown uh, mm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. pattern. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. So we'll bring in triangle one here. It's currently like LFO range. Okay. We could start bringing it up. It'll st- yeah, pop it. Real high. It's real high. So that's fun. Uh, and then there's a pulse out. That's a pretty sweet pulse. Nice um, squelchy sound coming out of that. Um, real scorcher. It's a real scorcher. Let's uh, okay. Let's keep that pulse in. I like this. So right now. Um, I could send some CV into that CV in, but if I turn up the attenuator for the CV pitch in without CV being in there, it's going to cross-modulate, and it's going to take the frequency of the second oscillator and send it to the CV pitch input. So now I've got a really, you know, we got a really low LFO going. Yeah, clang tone. So now let's let's bring this up. Uh Uh-huh. 
You know, this reminds me. Uh, did I tell you I've been working on my FM synthesis? No. Oh, God. Is, yeah. Fondue and meat dish fusion. <laughs> what? I, combining my French and Scottish heritage. Uh-huh. Pretty great. And what... I feel like you can't just leave it there. I just cut that out. Cheese and meat. <laughs> cut that out. Um... <laughs> So check this out, though. There's a Rungler circuit. Right. I've always wondered about the Rungler. So the Rungler, I think the best way to think about it is think of the Rungler as kind of like a, a Turing machine. The Benjolin is a two-oscillator, multi-waveform, aleatoric sound and signal source. Yes. And it's super With a fun. Rungler. With a Rungler. Um, let's see. So let's send this Rungler out into the CV pitch input here. So we'll dial in this Rungler now. So now we're sending um, some random voltage into there. But we could also, if we wanted, start sending some of this oscillator 2 into it as well. So now we're getting the frequency from oscillator 2 and the frequency coming out of this, like, Allen... Turing machine kind well, of so when you're dialing in the Rungler, are you changing the range of voltages sent out by it? The speed at which the probability steps are sent? Yes. In fact, you can do the range and the steps. You can do, um, well, this is, so this is the, some of the stuff on the, the new version is there's 120 step, 127 step, or you Repeating? can do, yeah, I believe so. And then there's the, uh, the eight. That'll be perfect for my 127 four time signature tunes. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, well, like, so it's like the the Turing machine in the sense that you can get it looping on the same, yeah. Um, you know, set of voltage, or and you can also introduce the change, much like the the Turing machine, the change knob. You can kind of mix it up, or you can lock it in. Um, the random voltage going in. But let me let me just show you here my favorite aspect of where I think it shines the brightest. And I'm going to use the low pass out. Woo. Hold on. Oh, but I liked it. No, it's good. It's real good. So right here, I've got, um, I've got the low pass output coming. Let's just take the, the resonance of that filter out. So, so it's just, it, it normals the, the oscillator one out. What's really cool about this is it has, uh, there's an external in, which is also, I believe, new on the V2 here. Let's put, so now I'm blending oscillator one and two into the filter. Almost metallic, yes. Yeah. And then you start cross-modulating those two. Getting some weird stuff, but that's not, that's not what I wanted to show you. Let's just go to the regular pulse width modulation of, of or yeah the pulse width uh the pulse output of one going into the filter let's turn that filter down let's get it resonating now let's because the v2 can now take the turing machine expanders the volts or the pulses oh uh -huh. yeah that's where this gets really fun so i've got the the volts hooked up to the um to the Benjolin. So I'm going to send that into the CV in for the frequency of the filter. And then to control the speed of that, you're going to use oscillator two. Okay. 
So if, what I like to do is turn the, the pitch of oscillator one all the way down so you're just getting the resonance of the filter. Ping. Almost like a little low-pass gate hit. It's like a low-pass gate kind of ringsy almost type thing. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool is there's also the rungler that you can feed into the frequency. So I'm feeding the volts into the, the frequency end, but I can start introducing the rungler. So it's adding additional random voltage into the pitch of that. So that's, uh, yeah, that's what I really like. And so what I've been doing for some, for, I, I was also talking about maybe, um, you know, talking about some other modules that I've been liking. How familiar with Morphogene are you? <laughs> I, I've never seen the Matrix movies. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm, I got the, uh, I've got the, the, the sound coming from Benjolin doubled in a molt, and I've got it going into the, uh, Corona Blob 2 for some delay, and then the Monsoon, just for some basic reverb. Pretty nice. So let's just hit record on the old Morphogene. Have it pick up some of these blinks and blobs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? You let this go for a while and be like, that's pretty fun. Let's just stop that there. And now you can take this sound on sound mix and I can mix what we just recorded with what's going into it right now. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. All right. And now this is just what I recorded. So what I like to do now, now I've, I've dialed it all the way back down to only what's going in. So you're not listening to what I recorded. So what I like to do before I bring that in pitch this down a few octaves and then I turn this morph knob up and that's I don't know exactly what it does but it just like it adds all these like harm like not harmonics but like these like new octaves and it starts like just shuffling around what you've so if you pitch it down really low you're gonna get some low end to fill in this kind of mid-range stuff but you're also gonna get some really high stuff to kind of pepper it around pepper around it and going through um, reverb and delay it just gets really nice pitch pong yeah it's a good way so if i was going to make a track out of this i'd start with just the just the benjolin going let that you know find find a cool groove with that record a section of that that i like slowly fade the recorded section that's like pitched down and, and morphed around adding some some of that ambience you know then maybe go all the way to the right side so you're just getting the recorded side then maybe I would mess with um, the, si the size, or the, the gene size. Get that going a little faster.
bring into some kind of wacky territory. This is a bit of a granulizer. Yeah, totally. using some CV and all this is pretty fun too. So yeah, that's kind of how I've been uh, using these modules lately. I mean, that was a real quick and dirty. Of course, you sit there for a while and, and try to get it going. But I tell you what, getting an R-bar involved with the whole thing. The Instruo R-bar, yes. Along with a morphogene. Forget about it. Forget about it. Um. But you've been playing synths. You've been playing your synth quite a bit. The last time I was over, you you had you had a patch set up that you hadn't uh, you had patched for like thirty days straight or something. Yeah, yeah. And did you record that? No. Why not? I, you know, I. It was too good. That's was, the problem. <laughs> 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 well, I just I wanted to ask one question about that. Sure. As somebody who never leaves something patched more than a few days. And that's really hard for me to do. And, and I think I need, I need to learn how to, how do you, like, how do you approach building a patch that's going to stay patched for 30 days? Like, were you constantly building it for throughout that time or did yeah. you build it mostly pretty quickly no, and then I mean, play it? I, I, you know, you, you take steps. You, you listen to something, you say, where do I want this to go next? And maybe it takes a little while to really dial it in. Mm -hmm. um, so you just keep on doing that and, you're, and just stay unhappy with it. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent many years um, recording music that I exerted a lot of control over, mm -hmm. which I know sounds rude. No, I know what but, you mean. I was that way before modular. And, and I... I don't enjoy just piddling on a modular. Honestly, the process of patching is not that fun to me. Mm. I I really enjoy songs and 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 the process of making melodies and songs and um, so you know the territory between a patch and an actual finished thing to be performed gets uh, gets blurry at a certain point mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's that's where i like to get um instead of just frustrating myself on a few different patches it's hard for me to just say oh great i'll tear this down um you know when you start you know recording songs with lyrics about dogs for example um when you, when did you do that i've got quite a few <laughs> <laughs> then like yeah you might want to get something melodic and just throw it in place quickly mm -hmm. but uh you know i th there's enough masters of the synth world out there i i don't need to do that um i've been feeling that way a lot i've been like man i'm not like i need to i see these like especially like richard divine i see these like these like entire rooms that are patched for this giant piece of music and it's like i there's just i can't i can't even like I can't make a huge patch on my whole system yeah, and make a huge... Well, I, I, I don't want to say I can't. I haven't. 
And what, what is the path to, to being there? Like, I don't know. I've That's, gotten on I guess, Muff what I don't understand. and watched people yell about whether or not something is true through zero FM <laughs> on a complex <laughs> oscillator. And, Ooh, no, 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 dude. Lose their shit and go Coach McGurk on everyone. Um, Coach McGurk. I, and I, don't, I, I, I can't uh, operate in that world. I got too many things to eat. I'm too lazy. I, I think my laziness. I don't laziness. have the patience. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem fun. Like, I uh, wish it was. Because like, I imagine, because I, I, I don't think Richard Devine does what he does because he hates the process. He probably no. loves the process. No, and, he's very good at it. I mean, I've, known, I've, I've listened to Richard Devine albums. I've heard the guy for a long time. It just hit me like a month ago. His name is Dick Devine. <laughs> I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> well, it's true, though, right? Like, I mean, that is, yeah. yeah. Is, that a, is that intentional? Uh, is that his dating I, profile? I can't imagine. No, I don't think so. He's a family man. <laughs> he is a family man. Okay. And I'd like to have him on the show someday. So, Richard, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ian, thank you so much mm. for uh, joining me and, and, and sitting through my little, my little Benjamin demonstration oh, you're welcome. that went okay um it's a really fun module and i'm i just uh it's so much it, i think what it did for me this year it was the first module that i've got since i've gotten into modular that like gave me that kind of like oh that excitement of like yeah. what is this and that, that like mystery to like unlock so that's been pretty fun um and i think you'd really like it so maybe i'll let you borrow my second one here Ooh, okay in a little bit okay. uh Anything you want to say as parting words? Uh, no, but whenever you're ready to do a demo on the Cobb Pod, just let me know. Yeah. We're looking for unique uses of dent kernels. Um, <laughs> really, I. What is a dent got, kernel? Well, there's six different types of corn kernels. Uh-huh. Uh, if you, in a general classification, some people classify more depending on like milkiness. Uh, but dent dent kernels have dents in the end, and I really, it's a type that. of field corn. People use it for decoration or or uh-huh. livestock generally. Now, is that would you call that Peruvian corn that you get from like Trader Joe's? It's like just giant corn nuts. It feels like that might be dented in the end. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but that's no, it's no. Not is is that even technically? That's still corn, though, right? That's still corn. Huge kernels. It's Could you imagine kernel. making popcorn out of that? Yeah, it'd be like fist size. Do they do that? <laughs> I'm not the person to ask. Can you're the you gotta, corn guy? Can we order? We're gonna have to ask can we the order some? Pe- can we can we order some of those kernels? Yeah, absolutely. And see if we can make popcorn out I of them. I think we got to make our own chicha t- as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll 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 solidify these plans we'll make a on bonus cor- episode. Corn. What is it called? Corn pod. A cob a cob pod. Cob pod. Tune in on Thursdays. The co- cobular podcast. <laughs> Thanks for joining me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Ah, see you next year. <laughs> well, what a pleasant surprise that was to have Ian drop by. Um, I was hoping, I was hoping to get him, get him on, a, on one more episode before the end of the year, and uh, it worked out. Got him on the last one of the year. You can check him out at Hey, what's this button do on Instagram? It's mostly food posts, but you'll see some synth stuff every once in a while. So I'm going to take this patch that I made up here uh, while, while Ian was here, and I'm, I, I just kind of got it dialed in a little bit more, um, and I'm going to use it to uh, talk about the next module on my list. It's uh, one of my most recent 
modular purchases, but it's the R-Bar from Instro, and it's it's absolutely amazing. But um, right now, just got the, uh, the Benjolin V2 plucking away. There's just a few things I wanted to show you on the Benjolin before we moved on um, from it. I'm just gonna twiddle some knobs and show you the different types of sounds you can get out of this thing. is I'm going to clear that recording that I had on the morphogene. I'm actually just going to do a little bit more. I'm going to expound upon that morphogene now that I can give it my full attention without Ian talking about corn. Love you, Ian. But I like this. This kind of like get back into that similar territory we're in. Kind of this plucky LPG ringsy kind of thing. And I'm going to hit record on the morphogene. I'm going to speed up just so the morphogene has a little something else to grab on when I uh, use the, the slide parameter. Okay. Now I'm going to stop recording. And I'm going to actually before I fade this sound on sound in on the morphogene, I am going to uh, throw it over to the reverse side at the same octave, if I can find it. There we go. And then I'm gonna turn this um, morph up a little bit. I'm gonna give it a few seconds for that to, to catch on. There we go. I'm gonna start fading that in. Whew, that's nice. And now with this slide, I'm going to speed up the grains, the gene size. Now I'm moving that slide parameter around. And when I, because I sped that up at the end, the further to the right, I bring that, the more busy that'll get. So that's something that I could uh, eventually start playing with some CV in. But anyways, that's, that's not what I'm here for. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use that Gordon mix that I was talking about earlier, a Gordon mixer, and I'm going to use one of the sends to send this all to, um, the, uh, instrument. But before I do that, I'm going to show you one of the coolest parts about the, uh, the R bar is it has a microphone on it. So if you don't have anything plugged into the input, it's normal to this microphone. So now everything that I've been saying throughout this entire demo has been recording into its buffer. And then even like the plugging in and unplugging of cables adds some nice I even like to tap my cables around on the synth for a bit. But 
But let's put, uh, let's, let's use that send. Let's send this to it. I'm going to speed up the Benjamin now. Turn that gene size up on the morphogene. And I'm going to feed um, an LFO from Oct into the slide on morphogene. Then I'm going to take an LFO from the your analog, generate three, and I'm going to put that into the length input on um, R bar, and I'm going to put it in the negative side so it'll start making it really short. So the gene size with another LFO out from your analog three off on morphogene. Now I'm playing with the, the Benjolin. And I could just get lost in doing this all day. So I'm going to uh, fade this out. But yeah, the R bar is insane. And uh, I wish I could tell you more about what I'm doing with it. But like I said, I just got it. So I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. But what's fun about it is it is um, like Morphogene. It's one of those modules that um, I feel like you can, um, you can have a lot of fun with even before you fully understand it. All right, we're winding down this episode. I got a few more modules I want to talk about, um, but I probably won't be able to get to demoing all of them as we're already over an hour. But uh, no regerts, as they say. Um, but uh, a 2020 in review episode wouldn't uh, be complete without me talking about the Yellowstone trip that I went on with my wife, Hannah, for our two-year wedding anniversary. Um, it was so much fun. And it's an, a magical place. Uh, it was, it was pretty. Uh, it was surreal in a lot of ways. Just like just standing on top of all this volcanic activity, absolutely amazing. But yeah, just getting to go there with uh, with my wife and bringing my new camera and my battery powered synth um, was just a real highlight for me of the year. And uh, I got some really cool performances. Um, I got to perform in front of a couple geysers. Um, in front of a, a bison that starts rolling around in some dirt, <laughs> and then in front of uh, the Grand Tetons, which the first time I posted, um, you know, little clips of these performances, a bunch of people were asking me if it was um, if it was green screen, but no, in fact, it was not. Um, and and all those videos are up on. YouTube right now, and there will be a link in the show description if you haven't checked them out. But if you listen closely to this track that's playing under me talking right now, this is the recording that I did in front of the White Dome geyser 
and that sound that sounds like water spurting out of the ground is in fact water spurting out of the ground at the White Dome Geyser. That was a real magical moment. Um, we found this, this, this geyser that went off every 30 minutes, and uh, we decided, we went back to camp and decided, I think it was even my wife's idea, we should wake up really early in the morning and get here at sunrise before any of the tourists are here and uh, just set up. And so I just set up and I started playing and just recorded and recorded and uh, waited for it to go off. And it, it worked out perfectly. And no one was there and uh, the lighting was beautiful. And uh, it was just a really, really, really cool experience. So um, yeah, you can get the EP, the Yellowstone EP on Bandcamp, or you can just check the, I'd, I'd rather you check the videos out, honestly. I, I, I don't think they're quite the same without it. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my favorite part of 2020, was the Yellowstone trip, for sure. And I gotta say that um, the MVP for the Yellowstone trip, the all-star of the Yellowstone trip, was the stereo-triggered sampler from 4MS. Um, and that, in conjunction with the Morphogene, really uh, allowed me to have way more flexibility than I uh, normally would have with such a small setup. Um, I've talked about my remote setup quite a bit on the show. I had just the poly end anywhere, um, so I couldn't power a whole lot of modules off of that. So, so having a powerful sampler, two powerful samplers, um, was, uh, was just really nice. So I think what I'll do is I'll end this episode with uh, a nice jam with the 4MS stereo trigger sampler as the uh, as the core or as the the I guess the 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 uh, foundation upon which uh, the patch will be built. But I'll try to use some of the other modules that I talked about throughout the episode um, and just yeah close it out on a high note. A couple of the modules that made my list that I didn't get a chance to demo today: the SSF entity percussion. Everything SSF does is gold standard as far as I'm, I'm concerned along with WMD um, and their Metron uh, is is on my list as one of one of the uh, the most inf- uh, important modules in my setup this year the Bad Comrade V2 from Recovery Effects much smaller more compact version of the original um, and it's just it's, it's an absolute destruction monster I love that thing so much um, and then I kind of consider these as one, but the tilt, blend, and steps from After Later Audio, um, all, part, all part of my uh, my travel case, were absolutely essential. So yeah, the tilt, blend, steps, the two effects that I mentioned earlier, the nostalgia, three-stage delay, and the dirty murals from Recovery Effects, paired with the uh, stereo-triggered sampler and the morphogene. That was my that was my setup uh, in in Yellowstone. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take take a few minutes to build up a, a new patch here to to end on. But um, before we get into that, there's just a few things that I really, really want to say from the bottom of my modular heart. And one of those things is thank you to you listening. Um, doing this show, I've mentioned a few times, was um, instrumental in keeping me sane and out of... Uh, the, the throes of a deep, deep depression this year, I think. Um, you know, with, with not being able to socialize too much, I was able to talk with somebody every week. Um, somebody new that I was excited to talk to and get to know. Um, so that's kind of a unique situation to be in. Um, and that's that's all thanks to you. If you weren't out there listening, there'd be no reason to do it. Um, so thank you so much. And, and I feel like... Uh, I feel like... We've grown closer as a Podular Modcast community. 
um, through the Discord and through Instagram and through your emails and your messages. Um, I just really appreciate it. It's it's been fun to to kind of get to know some of you. You know who you are. You know we message every once in a while or we talk on the Discord server. And um, we've never met in person, but but I feel like I feel like I'm getting to know a lot of you out there, and that's um, it's really rewarding and really uh, enriching for me. And uh, yeah, I, I just want to yammer on and on about how much I appreciate it, but I'm just going to end it there and just say thank you so much. Um, and an extra big thank you to anybody who's supporting me on Patreon. That has made a huge difference, especially during this pandemic when my job has, um, you know, taken a, I've, I've taken a hit on hours. Um, and so that, that's helped to fill some of that gap. Um, and it helps to keep the show going. It pays for hosting and, and you know, just research and development. <laughs> aka buying modules um just kidding uh, but no it, it really does help keep the show going i could not do the show in the capacity that i currently am without patreon and um it's grown quite a bit this year i think i um you know people people join and, and fall off but it's been a net positive gain of um of patreon subscribers this year i think last year i was i was shooting to break 100 and i've i think i've i've, I've well shot over 100 so could we do 200 in 2021 who knows it's up to you guys anyways yammering on and on as i as i do it's been a it's been a weird year it's been a funky year but i do feel closer to all you all out there listening and uh i just appreciate it so so much I'll chat with you next year. Please enjoy this patch.